Welcome to Freedom Friday. Mark Danolo here, Art School MBA and CEO of Sales Globe. It's that day of the week we get to try out some problem-solving principles around creative problem-solving for your life and for your business. And this week we're going to talk about the reverse Robin Hood principle for sales compensation or what's your upside. So we'll get into the reverse Robin Hood principle in a second, but I have to explain the idea here in compensation and sales compensation of pay mix. And pay mix, very simply, is the portion of pay in a pay program that's in base salary versus incentive, target incentive. So if you have a 70-30 plan, you'd have 70% of your compensation, your target compensation in base salary, 30% in target incentive. If you had a 50-50 plan, same thing, 50% in base salary, 50% in target incentive. Well, why do we do this? Well, we do this because sales compensation at its core is a communication tool. It's You're trying to get a message across to somebody about what you want them to do. Basically, you want them to go out and sell something. You want them to get revenue. You want them to get bookings. You want them to get gross profit dollars, whatever that measure might be. And the most motivational part of the sales compensation plan is pay mix. So think about it. If I said, I'm going to pay you 90% base salary and 10% target incentive. And I want you to go out and I want you to sign up some new customers. You'd be like, all right, well, I don't know how to sign up new customers, but I'll figure it out. But then if I said, guess what? We're going to pay you 50% base salary and 50% incentive. And we want you to go out and sign up some new customers. How would you feel about that? Well, you'd feel a whole lot different. You'd be like, well, I'm, why am I sitting here talking to you? I need to get out and do something. I need to call somebody. I need to go speak to some people because I need to sell, right? So having pay at risk is a huge motivator for salespeople. And the trick with pay at risk is you need to match that pay mix to the role. So here at Sales Globe, we use the canine model. We don't use the hunter-farmer model because it's too black and white. We use the canine model, which is around breeds of canines. So you've got Dobermans, which are your new customer acquisition people. They're going to have a more aggressive pay mix, maybe a 50-50, than, say, your retrievers, which maybe are your account management people. They might be at a 60-40 or a 70-30 pay mix because you want a little bit more account management and relationship type behaviors where maybe somebody in customer success or customer service, they might be, say, an 85-15 or a 90-10 mix uh, with 10% being their target incentive because you want to promote relationship, right? That's going to be more of your lapdog or maybe you're more of your collie. So you want somebody that's going to really stay close to the customer. So when you change the pay mix and you give them more pay at risk, there is a trade-off, which is basically that you're going to have to give them more reward for taking on more risk. And that reward is something that we think of as upside potential. And the idea behind upside potential is that it's in a ratio to what we pay out in target incentive or what we design in target incentive. And it's usually a one for one or a two for one or something like that, meaning for every dollar of pay you put at risk in terms of your target incentive, you would have the opportunity to earn another dollar or another $2 of upside potential if you were a top performer. And we define top performer usually as somebody in the top 10%, the 90th percentile of performance in the organization. So if you put 50% of your pay at risk, you're going to have a lot more upside versus you put only 30% of your pay at risk, you're going to have less upside, right? But it's a, it's a different, it's a different sales strategy. Uh, you've got different types of people, different types of roles, different types of talent that fit to those pay mixes, right? So the pay mixes need to align with, with your sales strategy 
and with your sales talent. Okay, so the reverse Robinhood principle basically says that we want to take from the underperformers and we want to reward the top performers. Well, why do we want to do that? Because in order to pay that level of upside to our top performers, we can't overpay the underperformers. So you got to ask yourself this question. Are the top paid people in my sales organization the top performers? If you answer yes, well, you probably got a pretty good alignment there in terms of pay and performance, and especially on the upside. If you say no, there may be something a little bit off. And that's what we're trying to get to with reverse Robin Hood principle is we want to tip that payout curve. So we want to say at target performance hitting quota, you're going to get your target incentive. And at excellence performance, if you're hitting 120%, 130%, or 40% or more of your quota, again, that 90th percentile level, you're going to be earning a significant amount more. Well, in order to do that, we've got to tip the curve down so people that are only 10% of quota or 50% of quota are not getting overpaid. Okay, so that allows us to make the plan much more impactful. Well, why do companies do this? Well, they want to attract and retain the best talent in the market. And that's a way to get the best talent is to be able to pay at that level. You've got to continue to motivate higher achievement. That's another reason companies uh, want to do that because they want to keep pulling people further up in terms of higher levels of attainment. Well, how do they do it? They don't just raise their pay levels for those top performance levels. What they do is they understand their market and what it's going to take to pay for high performance. For example, it's very industry dependent. So if you're in manufacturing, your upside levels, your ratios are not going to be as high probably as if you're in high tech because the margins in high tech are different and also the competitive environment in high tech is different. You can pay much higher ratios of upside pay. They also model the program and they know the gain sharing deal. So they know what they can afford to pay at those high levels because they model it out. And so they do it within their compensation cost of sales what they're predicting, and they may actually get leverage or a better compensation cost of sales as performance increases. Why? Well, because they're offsetting things like their fixed costs, like the base salaries, the higher somebody performs. And also they're looking at, as I mentioned, the gain sharing model, what they're willing to share of every incremental profit dollar. And, they're, and usually they're willing to do that as long as their marginal profit exceeds the marginal cost. The marginal cost being your fixed and variable costs combined. So this sounds kind of like econ class, but there's some math behind the motivation that basically says you can do this if you model it out correctly. Okay, so let's take a look at what some current practices are on upside potential. We did a survey with, with World at Work and Sales Globe, and we had about 600 companies in that survey. And we looked at what upside potential is across different types of companies by company size, by industry. And I'll give you a couple of highlights here. So when we talk about upside potential of 200% of target incentive, in addition to the target incentive. So if I had a 50, 50 pay plan of pay mix, so I have 50% base salary, 50% incentive and say it's a hundred thousand dollar plan. So it's a hundred thousand dollars of target total compensation. So $50,000 base, $50,000 incentive. A two for one would say that there is another two times 50 or $100,000 above that incentive of $50,000 that you can earn if you are not top 10% or a 90th percentile performer. So that's your 200% of target incentive. Okay. So with that, about 29% of companies across industries have upside potential of at least 200% of target incentive for their 90th percentile performers. So 
this is what you're dealing with, uh, you know, just in general. If you're in a large organization of over 10,000 employees, about half of companies, 49% of companies provide that level of upside, that two for one upside. So they have more than 200% of target incentive above target incentive. If you're in a smaller company, a thousand to 10,000 employees, it starts to go down a little bit. So about 40% or 39% provide up to upside potential of at least 200% of target incentive. And as you get smaller, below a thousand employees is only 12%. So one rule of thumb is the bigger the company, the higher the upside ratio of target incentive for top performers. That's one good thing to know. If you're looking at it by industry, as I mentioned, you're going to see differences in industry. So in high tech, uh, you've got 46% of companies that have that at least that 200% of target incentive upside for their 90th percentile performers. That's compared to 29% across industry. So 46% in high tech compared to 29%. Healthcare is also about 46%. The lowest is actually consulting and professional services at about 15% of companies that have 200% of target incentive above target incentive for their upside. Okay, so some very valuable information there. We've got a lot more at Sales Globe. If you contact us at info at salesglobe.com, we can give you the more in-depth reports. But this is some great insight to use in your creative problem solving around motivating your top performers. So think about it for what works for your company, not just what other companies are doing, but how can you use this in your problem solving. So look at your upside, consider the factors we talked about, and use it in your Creative Friday and every day.